Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, folks. I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal and I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my melting pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this melting pot and enjoy the chats. Hi folks, I'm back with another episode of Melting Pot. In this episode, I'll be chatting with Radhika. Radhika is the founder of Sensations and um, I will leave it to her to reveal more about Sensations. But as an introduction, I just want to add that Radhika is extremely talented. She's a pastry chef based in Singapore and she's been baking for over 40 years now. Can you actually believe that? Uh, baking for like over 40 years, that must be some passion. Welcome to my show, Radhika. Thank you, Payan. Let's start from the very, very beginning. So passion for baking how did that come about when my mom used to bake all our cakes all our birthday cakes and um and i think that was when it began okay we'd sit around her waiting to lick the batter right and uh, <laughs> compared to my brother and my sister i was the one who wanted to learn how to bake so right i think that's where it began okay and so this was 40 years ago Yes. Yeah. Hmm. And um, <clears throat> then when did you actually, um, you know, decide to make it into something that is your own, you know, when, when did you set up Sensations, for example? And by the way, I really, really like the name. <laughs> I think it's just so um, suggestive and so catchy. Um, did it, I mean, did you think of the name? Um, how did it come to you? Yes, I thought of the name. It's a pun on my last name, which is Seishasai. Okay. And uh, and I also like the idea of the cakes being sinful. Okay. So uh, I set up the company. I set up Sensations around twenty years back. Oh, okay. But it was a very uh, it was a hobby based business. It wasn't really a business. Okay. So it, I just love baking okay. and my kids weren't really the kinds that would eat what I baked. Right. They would just trade it in for something else that their friends had brought. <laughs> so, <laughs> so were you disappointed with that? I was, 
but the other mums got to know about it. Okay. And so they would ask me to bake for them. Okay. And it started there. Okay. And then it kind of grew. Uh, initially, I didn't want it to grow very, um, grow large because I was worried about the fact that, you know, if there were complete strangers that I was dealing with, I wouldn't really be able to explain myself and uh, beg off a commission right. in the event that one of my children was not well. Mm. And my son used to fall ill very often at that point in time. So I never mm. really wanted to build it very fast. Mm. I was happy to take the easy organic path. Right. And right. the other thing I loved doing was teaching. Okay. So I started teaching people how to bake. And so that that was like an amalgam of everything that I loved. Right. Baking right. and teaching and oh. so on. Okay. Mm, that's interesting. So... Um, so you, um, as I understand, you have your setup at home. Yes. Okay. And home-based business. So it's a home-based business. So your your kitchen and pantry is completely like a zone for baking. It is. And um, where, where? So you've. Um, what is the equipment that you have? I mean, what is it that you really use for your baking? <laughs> I use a lot of baking tins. Okay. And uh, because I bake uh, tiered cakes and so on, I have two of every size of tin. So okay. Two five inches, two six inches, two seven inches and so on. Right. All the way up to 12. Right. And that's a lot of tins and I need <laughs> the space to store them. Right. But I personally love collecting bund tins. So what are those? Bun tins are tins with the, by a company called Nordicware and okay. they come out with beautiful designs. Okay. So when you bake a cake in them and turn it out, it's a beautiful shape. Ah, so they're all different shapes. Yes. Oh, so nice. I have a collection which is uh, which kind of hinges on the whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> My husband is not aware of how many tins I have. <laughs> but um, so what I mean. The tins that you have, what are generally, are they like animal shapes or what shapes are they? They're not animal shapes, they're just uh, like a rose or like a okay. round but sculpted. Ah, and okay. so they look beautiful. And I don't really get to make too many cakes in those for orders. So I like making, you know, cakes when I take it to someone's house. I like making That's them with the bunting. So, yeah. how much time do you spend uh, on an average? Um, I know you did mention that you like teaching, so we'll come to your workshops as well. But how much time do you spend, like on an average, how many cakes would you bake in a week? Around eight cakes. Okay. Eight to nine cakes in a week. But I don't think people have an idea as to how much time actually. And effort as yes, well, yeah. Goes yeah. into every cake. So yeah. On an average, per cake, it's 10 to 12 hours of work. Per cake? Per cake. It's the talking, it's the planning, it's the design, it's right. the sketches that I exchange with the... Whoever's... Yes, the client. The, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Then the baking, the making of the filling, the making of the frosting, mm. the sculpting, the carving if you know it requires carving. Mm. So on an average, 10 to 12 hours. I have also spent up to 17 to 20 hours on certain cakes. Oh my god. 
<laughs> so what do you have like a signature cake you know is repeated frequently like it's really really loved by your clients and they want it yes the my signature chocolate which is my sinful chocolate cake with all the bells and whistles it has eggs it has dairy it has everything possible sugar and so on <laughs> that is a very very popular cake and okay. people come back over and over again and on an average i bake that around six times a week oh my god so and you bake like eight cakes in a week oh, yes yeah and Give then do you also do pastries and uh, chocolates and yes. cookies i do but the focus is on cakes, on cakes. i do a lot of fusion desserts okay. i do indian desserts like a rasmalai cheesecake or a oh. saffron panna cotta or a wow. cardamom mousse and things like that but yeah yeah the focus is really on cakes okay and uh, where do you source all your ingredients from so punuat is my mecca okay <laughs> and okay. there are about 12 or 15 branches of punuat across Singapore. Okay. And I love spending time there. <laughs> I think I visit Punuat once or twice a week. <laughs> so they must know you like really well. Yes. Mm, okay. So that's really, you know, people like to go visit, you know, buying clothes and things like that. Not But me. You. <laughs> I'd rather spend all my time in Punuat. <laughs> Yeah so um you know you mentioned about your sinful cake right so i saw on your website uh, which is uh, sensationsbyradhika.com where you've stated that um you bake the most sinful cakes and the most sin free cakes as well so obviously you cater to all all uh, yes. preferences palettes and and all of yes. that so um what would you've talked about your most sinful cake now what is your most sin free cake okay. that is very popular <laughs> you're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me pyle on this very unique and special podcast series melting pot so the way that came about is that um Uh, there are lots of children and adults in Singapore with multiple allergies, with uh, dairy allergies, with right. gluten allergies, and so right. on. And when people started to approach me initially, I had no clue because all I used to do was to make traditional cakes with eggs and butter and so and on. And so dairy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started experimenting. Okay. And. the initial uh, you know experiments were terrible tasting right so i continued experimenting non stop until right. i was happy and it kind of uh, it was on par with any of my sinful cakes right so as word got around people started coming to me for um cakes for their kids right because i also you know make a beautiful looking cake okay. so it was not just tasty but also beautiful yeah i think every child which is needs. why it takes you 17 yes. 18 16 hours to make yes. yeah because every, there are yeah. lots of factors that one needs to consider for a dairy free cake for example the yeah. frosting is so soft yeah. that if one were to put a heavy topper on top right. heavy sculpted figure right. it could sink through the cake and you know yeah. tear the yeah yeah um frosting on top so one has to keep a lot of factors in mind before making cakes like this. Mm. So where did you um did you like attend professional courses or workshops 
you know, in your journey, where exactly did you start to, was it all done here in Singapore or did you travel to other countries as well? No, no, no. I learned from an Australian cake decorator called Sharon Wee in Singapore. Okay. That was the, a basic workshop on how to cover a cake with fondant. Okay. And how to stack and tear cakes. But that is, I mean, that was a very good workshop. Right. But it doesn't end there because you can't really get it right the first time around. Yeah. So finally, you have to practice. Yeah. And there's yeah. no, uh, there's no easy way of. Um, doing it. Yeah, so whom, when when you practiced and experimented, who would be your tasters? All my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> they would be really happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I didn't believe in giving people, you know, my experiments initially. Mm. It was not fair. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't sell my experiments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the neighbors were only too happy to <laughs> the sure. neighbors, the watchmen, the yeah. security and so on. So. So that's where that's you got how, all your feedback mm. from. And I have a study group. So okay. all those ladies were part of my experiments. <laughs> good. Willy-nilly. Good. Yeah, good. Because I think obviously the more feedback you get, yes. the more you know you start to understand uh, what you could do better. Because yes. different people would... Uh, the taste would be different, right? Yes. So, and mm. I believe that, you know, there's no end to learning. Yeah. I've never believe that I know something better than anyone else. I'm happy and willing to take um, not just feedback, but I'm yeah. happy and willing to learn from anyone who's willing to give me a tip or two. Right. Yeah. So. yeah. No, absolutely. Like you rightly said, there's no end to learning. Mm -hmm. So what about your workshop? Do you have uh, baking workshops, like basic baking plus then you have the more advanced? Just tell yes. us a little bit about your workshops. So my basic workshop, the first workshop that I encourage a lot of people to do is right. called the Science of Baking. Okay. And it covers, because a lot of people know or learn how to decorate by attending workshops on decorating, but right. they don't really know how to bake. Ah, so right, yeah. Um, I put together this workshop called the Science of Baking, which covers the different kinds of cakes, the different categories of cakes, okay. and it looks at all the ingredients that go into each cake, okay. and what the reactions are between each ingredient, and why a cake turns out well. So it's like a science or, experiment. Mm, it is, literally. Mm -hmm. So what, what do you do to get flat cakes? What do you do to prevent cracking? What do you mm. do to... Uh, what is the difference between baking powder and baking soda, which a lot of people don't know. Yeah, yeah. So the, my workshops cover all that. It's interactive. Okay. And um, while obviously everyone can't bake individual cakes because I don't have the space for yeah, it, yeah. it is very interactive and it's very interesting because each workshop is different. Okay. On that particular day, I decide to do two flavors of cakes and it's what I want to do at that point in right, time. So it's right. never the same. Right. And also based on the questions that people ask me, yeah. you know, you can take it as far as you want or right. you can learn as little as you want. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. so once I did that and I started that out as a fundraiser for a, uh, an organization called Protsahan that helps street children and you know, street workers, is that the term? Yeah. In Delhi. Okay. It started out... Labor. Uh, labor. Not uh, labor. No. Uh, ladies of the night. Oh, okay, okay. So it started off, you know, 
as a fundraiser to okay. give them a better give them education and try and get them out of that profession and uh, it didn't stop there i decided that i loved teaching mm-hmm. and if my you know holding a class could raise funds to help somebody mm-hmm. i would continue that so that's mm-hmm. what i do now so i've now got about 10 or 12 or more workshops um, under my belt and i do them do all of those as fundraisers okay that's interesting um and typically what is the so it's like a one day workshop or it's four hours four hours hmm. okay the ones on fondant yeah take much longer they are about eight hours okay but okay. the all the basic ones are about four hours mm-hmm. so what's next for sensations i have not really thought about it i want to grow Yeah. I want a business that my children would be interested in taking over right. at this point in time. <laughs> They are <either>. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I want sensations to leave a legacy mm. for the children of the world. And actually I should be ending on that note, but <laughs> I will ask you, do you want to uh expand in terms of, you know, not it not scalability to scale it up not mm-hmm. being a home sort of business anymore and you find space and you hire people so that could be another way of you passing your legacy on to yes. to others right so yes. i mean your knowledge your legacy your experience all of that you could expand in that way as well so there's this lady that she's a very very old singaporean lady um and so i think her so she bakes mm-hmm. um and she's probably now in her i don't know 90s maybe 80s 90s something like lana that. lana okay. correct and she refuses to give her secret recipes to anybody okay and in fact it was i believe very hard for her to uh, continue uh, but her son i think lived in the us or australia he came back and she has shared some of her secrets with him hmm. um so and he runs uh, you know the business, the business yes. now so i've heard i've heard about that you've heard about that i think that anybody can make a cake and i encourage people to come and learn yeah. so that they can bake with their children for their children yeah. for their loved ones because yeah. i don't think anybody should be denied cake hmm. you know maria net said it right Yeah. let them have cake yeah but i also believe that uh, there are no secret recipes recipes okay. everyone can make anyone can make a good cake mm. and ultimately the main ingredient is love mm. if you bake with love yeah when you bake with mindfulness yeah. it is going to turn out well come what may wow <laughs> absolutely yeah you've said it so um beyond this <laughs> i think there can be no further <laughs> further um conversation but thank you so much for you know for joining me and uh, sharing your passion with my listeners i feel really honored thank you very much pleasure Radhika I notice has a twinkle in her eyes when she starts talking about baking and her cakes she has a gift and exceptional talent and passion even after 40 years she continues to learn and evolve as a pastry chef i also love the brand name sensations by radhika 
to visit her website and order her sinful and sin-free cakes. They are delicious and divine. Hope you've enjoyed the chat. I will be back with another episode of Melting Pot. Until then, this is Bile signing off. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.